series of words, and I just want to continue on that topic uh, because I believe that it's important uh, to agree all the time with what God says and the promises that he has made for us. And, you know, last time while I was preaching, I say something that I wasn't planning to say. It just came out of my heart, and I knew that's what God wanted me to speak. And I say something like this. I say, when you complain, when I complain, I counteract or delayed or push back the promises of God in my life. And I knew there was, there's a scripture that speaks about it. So I spent my whole week looking for the scripture. Finally, I found it. And that's what I want to talk about. But first, I want to lay out a couple points. I got a few minutes, and we, 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 we're going to get through this. Amen? The first point that I want to lay out for you and me today is that God has a promised land for each one of us. And the promised land is both literally or... or in, I get in trouble with this. Figuratively. Thank you. Will you say it for me? He wants me close again. Figuratively. Thank you. Thank you. When we, read, when we read in Scripture about this promised land, this is not just history. It's a message. God is telling us that we, there's a promised land for us. There's a place, there's a place of arrival for us. I don't know what you're going through. I, I got to know some of you, and I know some of you have gone through really hard times. But let me tell you this morning, there's a promised land waiting for you and me. How long is it going to take for us to get there? It depends on your mouth. Blunt enough? No. Was it? Was it harsh? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. No. I'm sorry, I'm just learning this language, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so how is that place? How, and how, how can I know that what God has promised is available for me here, 2022? Because of what Jesus did on the cross. And I always, I always speak about this because it's truth. If you go to Ephesians chapter 1, We've been, we've been learning about Ephesians. Let's go there. Ephesians chapter 1. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you, Father, for the multitude and the abundance of your mercies. Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 20, 22. 20, 21. It says, this is a, you know, we, you know this, this passage of scripture. It says, for, it says speaking about Christ, it says, uh, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand on heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named. And this is the key. Not only in this age, but also in which is to come. When we think about heaven, we, we, we were talking about this on prayer Thursday. How do you imagine yourself in heaven? 
And some say peaceful, no problems, victorious. In heaven, we're going to have joy and everything's going to be happiness, right? Is that, the way, is that the way you imagine heaven? Exactly. I believe so too. I think that's the way heaven is going to be. Why? Because what Jesus has done, we're going to go and enjoy heaven. But the truth is that what he did also apply for this age, this side of heaven. We should enjoy what Jesus has done for us. He has redeemed us, saved us. Amen? He bought us back. He purchased us. Amen? In this side of heaven, that is effective. The only difference is that there, there won't be no giants there. And we do have giants here. That's the only difference. What's keeping us from living that, that kind of life here is the fact that there's giants on the land. There's an adversary. That's the difference. But the good news is that we have been given the power to overcome him. By the what? By the blood of the Lamb and the, and the word of our testimony. Amen. So I, I came to tell you this morning that there is a promised land for you and for me. A land of peace and joy with flows with milk and honey. Amen. That is available in this life. Hallelujah. I have a lot of scriptures, but I won't go through them. Okay, point number two. There are obstacles. Well, you know this. There are obstacles to get there. Numbers 14. Thank you, Jesus. Numbers 14. Oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. While you get there, I'm going to sing a little bit. Is that okay with you? What a privilege we Numbers 14. These are, hallelujah. Now I'm, I'm getting excited right now. I'm telling you, I'm getting excited. Numbers 14. Thank you, Lord. Israelites are marching to the promised land. God has said, Thus said the Spirit of the Lord. God has said that they, there's a land waiting for them. So they send spies to see the land. Amen? But what, what happened? When they get there, they discover, if I can use that word, that there are, there's giants in the land. They're, numbers 14, yeah. There's, there's a group of people that are taller and stronger and mightier than, than the Israelites. So the 12 spies come to tell the congregation about what they discovered there. And you know the story? Ten of them give up what the Bible calls an evil report. And only two of them gave a good report. But my point is, there are giants there. As we are walking this 
life, we go, we are, folks, I would love to tell you otherwise, but as we walk this life, we are going to encounter difficulties, challenges. We, we are. But we, then we have a choice to make of how we face those circumstances. What are, you, what are you preaching about? I'm preaching about words and attitudes and mindsets and the things that comes out of our hearts. I want to, my goal today and the purpose of this sermon is that you will change the way you speak and you will see your adversities with a different set of lenses. Amen? Because you're going to find giants. I'm sorry. They're here. Cancer is a giant. Government officials, some of them are like giants. The policies, the way they rule, the, the, the trends in the world, they, those are giants that it, it seems like impossible for us to overcome. But God is with us, and he has said that he is going to bless us, and he's going to take us to that place of rest. Yes, in heaven, yes, also here on earth. Amen? There are obstacles. And I say, listen, I see good people. Great people. God-loving people. God-fearing people. Battling circumstances in their lives. But let me tell you something. They don't deserve them. Is God unfair? No. So why are... I'm, why am I struggling with this when, I, when I, I love God and God loves me and all the promises? Because there are giants in the land. I love the story in, in the book of Acts, Acts 16, if you want to go find it with me. And we, we, this, we, we talked about this, I think, a couple sermons ago. Acts 16. While you get there, I'm going to do a little singing, okay? What a friend we have in Jesus. This this is amazing me. This sixteen, one and six. DSC says for those of you who's gonna need a little Spanish in their lives, amen. You know, this, 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 is, this really helps me. I'm going to minister myself to this morning. Okay? Because God has called, Paul is going to a city. I think he's, uh, he was going somewhere. I don't remember where. And this, the Bible says, if you read the Bible, the Spirit of God prevent him from going to that place. I think it was Lystra where he was going. Well, Paul says, well, the Spirit of God says, don't go there. And then he decides to go to other town, and the Spirit of the Lord says, Don't go there, Paul. I want you to go to Macedonia. And when they get there, they go to Macedonia. Obeying what God has said, they went and they preached. They were obeying what God has said. How many times have you had any trouble because you've been obeying what God has said? Have you get in trouble for that? For living righteously? Have you been in trouble for that? For living in accordance to what God says? 
We get in trouble all the time and it's not fair. You've been loving and serving God and now I'm dealing with this infirmity. Now I'm dealing with this sickness. Is God not fair? No, he's a fair God. He's a just God. But there's giants in the land. There's giants in the land. And this, I, I won't go through this because of time, but Paul ended up, Paul and Silas, you remember this famous story, Paul and Silas ended up getting a beating in town. I would be the first one to say, Lord, did you send me to do, to, for this? Is this what you want me to do? I, will, I, will, I would be the first one to complain, to be honest. Sometimes I do. I, a little too much, I think. Because when we don't th see things working on our favor, we think that God has turned his back on us. But let me tell you something. He will never leave you nor forsake you. There's only a giant in the land. How do we face those giants? You have two choices, and it's a decision that we, each one of us have to make every day. I can imagine what was going through Paul's mind. Holy Spirit, did I hear you correctly? God, did I miss the turn? Did I hear you correctly? Am I doing your will, Father? Because this surely doesn't look like something you will have for me, a beating. Have you been in that time where you kind of are confused? Lord, am, did I hear you correctly? Am I doing what you asked me to do? Am I living right before you? Because my circumstances really surely doesn't show that. But this is what Paul did. Instead of complaining... Do you have Acts 16? It reads reach like this. Acts 16. No complaints. Hallelujah. And it says, and when they brought them to the... Hold on, let me find it. Okay, 25. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Philippians 2, 14, and I'm closing. Thank you, Lord. Philippians 2.14 And believe it or not, I'm closing by faith. When things, folks, when things don't, doesn't look nice or shine or bright or peaceful, I want you to remember a couple things. Number one, God is with you. God is with you. Even in the midst of your darkest hour, God is with you. Amen? God is with you. Don't forget that. 
Sometimes and a lot of times and most of the times and every time we must remember us. No one is going to do that for you. You must remember, you must re remind yourself that God is with you. Amen? God is with you. And instead of complaining like we do sometimes, or murmuring, or questioning God, I believe with all my heart, and, and excuse me, I believe kind of Paul kind of had a right to complain and go before God and say, God, why do you do this to me? Have you ever said that? Thank you, brother. <laughs> Amen. How many times have I said, God, why do you do this to me? <laughs> it's like my little Sarah. Why did you treat me like this? <laughs> you drowned me. <laughs> you tried to drown me. How many times have I said, why do you do this to me? Ah, this is, you know what I want, I want to invite us to do? Is to replace those words. Why am I going through this, Lord? Why me, Lord? Why me? I want to invite you and me to replace those words. And the reason you are going through those challenges is because you can handle them. God won't give you a, a test or a burden that you cannot uh, Handle, thank you. I was, I was going through King James, New, New International Version, New King James, to find the word. Thank you. God won't give you a trial that you cannot overcome. So instead, folks, instead of whining, if I can use the word, instead of complaining, instead of questioning God, my invitation this morning is praise Him. Just like Paul and Silas did. When you're in the midst of trouble, praise God. Praise Him. Lord, I do hate that guy, but Lord, I praise you. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, bless him. I hate him, Lord, but bless him, Lord. Save him, Lord. I wish I could beat him up, but Father, bless him. Oh, Have you ever felt that way? <laughs> I can tell the Holy Spirit speaking to someone. This morning. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Listen, when we are in the midst of trouble, <laughs> let's praise God. When, you, you, when you're going through circumstances that surely you don't deserve, surely they're not right, praise God. Worship the Lord. Amen? Amen. Praise Him. Change your words. Speak life instead of death. Speak right. Amen? That's my challenge today. When you see that you, you, your loved one doesn't change, when you see that that person that you love so much can get out of that mess, you know what? Instead of getting tired and weary, you know what? Praise God. Father, I praise you and I thank you, Father, for the lives of so-and-so, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I bless you for the, for, for the abundance of your mercies over so-and-so, Lord. And Lord, I've been praying for so-and-so for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. 
And Lord, I just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I praise you, Lord, for what you're going to do and what you're doing in so-and-so's life. I remember my mom prayed for my dad probably 45 years without, without getting tired, without backing up, without changing her confession. I will see your dad someday. I will see him someday. Someday your dad's going to give his life to Christ. Your dad's going to change someday. And she prayed, 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 45. Suddenly, hallelujah, my dad was different. Remember, honey? He was more, more mushy. He was very tough. I mean, very, 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 very. He, I, sometimes I thought he just bark instead of talk. But my mom's prayer, she always saw the promised land in my dad's life. If that example. It's like when, when, when Bob was sharing that uh, her, her, the love of his life was diagnosed with cancer. And she said, she kept quiet for a minute. I remember her testimony. She says, well, people is going to be watching and observing how we act. That's what I want to invite you folks today. Yes, it's not fair what you're going through. It's not fair. You know it. God knows it. Everybody knows it. It's not fair. But those are just giants in the land. We need to take them down. Cut their heads off. How? With the right attitude. With praising and worshiping God. Handling the battle to the Lord. Father, this battle is too strong. I cannot. God even said there that the giants were mightier and stronger than the Israelites. But they remember, Joshua and Caleb always remember one thing. God is with us. God is with us. And God is with you. Probably you're seated here this morning. Your life is a paradise. Praise the Lord. Maybe you know someone, a relative, a, fa a, a, a family member that is going through things. So this word is for you. Change. Change your tones. Change your words. Don't complain. It's hard, I know. I'm talking to Alan. I'm not talking to any, any, any of you. It's hard not to complain sometimes. Because I know my rights in Christ. I know my rights very, very well. From the A to the Z, I know what belongs to me because of what Jesus did. But when things don't work out that way, what should I do? Answer, praise and worship. And you know what happened? You can read about Paul and Silas. They didn't do anything. Actually, it was impossible for them to open the prison doors. Or to take the shackles off their hands and, and, and feet. That was an impossible task. But when we praise and worship, we invite God to fight our battles. Amen? Amen? Amen. How many of you need God to fight one of your battles or all of them? All of us need. So, let's change the way we speak. And, I tell you Philippians 2.14. And give praise to the Lord. And I close with this. Do all things without complaining and disputing. Some other version says murmuring. That you may become blameless 
and harmless, children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Amen. So now with challenges arise, what are we going to do? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father, for, our, for the White House. Thank you for the Senate. Thank you for... Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for this nation. Sometimes it seems like things are going south. That's an expression, right? When things are not going right. But you know what? Let me tell you something. God is going to deliver us. I need to close myself because now I'm living here. My wife, you know. So I pray for the White House every day. Amen. So what? Father, bring judgment, Lord, and deliver me. If they're not living, I'm according to your word. In the name of Jesus. Is there one righteous? Will you destroy the land? Remember Abraham? No. If there are 50... Will you destroy the land? There's like 70 here this morning. Surely he won't destroy the land. Amen. Lord, we praise you and we thank you, Lord. Father, we ask forgiveness this morning. Yes, yes, this is what I want to ask, Lord. In my name and in the name of this congregation, every Palestine Christian member, Lord, if we have spoken wrongly, Father, forgive us, Lord. Father, forgive our words. Forgive the words of complaining and murmuring, Lord, and whining sometimes. And when we have questioned you, Lord, forgive us, Lord. Forgive us when we have forgot this word and the promises and your promises for our lives, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. Now we know there's giants in the land, Father. But we also know that you are going to deliver us, Lord. And you're going to take us to the other side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father. Hallelujah, Lord. We praise you and we thank you for our future that is bright, Lord. In your name, Lord Jesus. Thank you for our children and our grandchildren, Lord. Father, if some of them have walked away from you, Lord, my God, my prayer is bring them back with ropes of love, Lord, like you know how to do, Father. Father, send the Holy Spirit to convict them, Lord of your love and your kindness and your faithfulness, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Give me one more minute, please. Father, I pray healing on this, on this, on this room. My God, I pray like a mighty rushing wind, Holy Spirit. Go through these pews, Holy Spirit. And bring healing in, in each physical body. In this place, this morning, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Father, heal bloodstreams, Lord. Heal bloodstreams, Lord. Heal our blood levels, Father. Heal our white counts and our red counts. Heal us today, Lord, we pray, Father. Heal our bones and our tissues and our joints this morning, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we ask you for that, Lord. Touch each one of us this morning, Lord, with your healing power, Lord. 
In the name of Jesus, I pray. And I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank you. I'm, I'm about, almost about to call names, but I won't do this today. Hallelujah. Thank you for healing, Lord. Thank you for the testimonies we're going to hear, Father. Thank you for what you're doing in our midst, Lord. Thank you for your power, Father, in our midst, Lord. Thank you for the abundance of your mercies and your kindness. Hallelujah. And for making things better for us just because you love us, Lord. Hallelujah. I praise you today. We praise you in this place, Jesus Christ. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray, Father. Amen. Amen. Let's prepare for communion. Hallelujah.